Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. I know it's been a minute in for that. I am terribly sorry. Between work and getting sick, it's it's been rough. But as you can tell, I'm sounding a lot better. I'm still kind of a little bit on the uh, getting over being sick side, but I'm getting there. I swear I'm getting there. I have some fun books that I've gotten over the last couple of weeks. Well, I can't say a couple of weeks. I've actually been on a book buying ban. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I've literally only bought one book and then today I broke that ban by buying a duology, but we'll get to that later. Um, I'm just glad to be back and be able to be back on this. Uh, I'll start updating more regularly, doing the best I can to keep you guys entertained with some book reviews and such. So, and thank you all for who have stayed with me this long and for those of you who are just starting this series, hi, welcome. Welcome to uh, Let's Go On An Adventure, and I hope this podcast is what you're looking for. I do podcast review, or not podcast reviews, my goodness, book reviews of books that I've read. They are all my opinions, not based off of anyone else's. Therefore, please form your own opinion. If you, my, my reviews are simply based off of how I felt about the book and if they're worth the read. Uh, so far, I think I've only had one on here where I was like, no, it's really not worth the read. But again, my opinion Please read books that you feel like will entertain you based off of you. Okay? That being said, let's delve into it. Today I am doing another manga-based uh, podcast. Um, one that's actually really close to my heart, kind of like Inuyasha was. And it also has an anime based off of the manga. And that manga is The Ancient Magnus Bride. I would tell you what it's called in Japanese, but I know 100% that I will butcher it and people are going to be like, um, I, I don't know that one or that's not how you pronounce it. So we're just going to skip that altogether. Uh, the English version of it or the English translation is the ancient Magnus Bride. It's definitely a fantasy based manga, but what I like about this manga so much is normally when you read a Japanese manga, it's very much in Japan or in a complete 100% fantasy world. This one was a little mixture of the both with also European um, cultures and mythology thrown in there, which I thought was actually really cool, but it also makes sense for the theme of the story. Uh, Magnus, as you know, basically means, or you may or may not know, Magnus is uh, Latin for basically a magician or a witch or one who uses magic um and so there's that basics so the ancient magnus bride is literally about a girl named chise i'm not gonna lie when i first read it i pronounced her name as like cheese i i wasn't reading it correctly don't judge me but anyways her name is chise she is about a 14 uh 16 year old anywhere between 14 and 16 if i remember right um and she it has a special ability. She can see essentially fae that are invisible to everyone else. Now, there's a problem with that that she never knew. And the problem with that is she is what is called a sleigh beggy. Sleigh beggy are very rare. And unfortunately, their powers essentially can kill them. Her powers are also what kind of destroyed her family. So from the backstory that she got or that she gave out, uh, her dad left her and her mom and took their little brother for reasons. 
there's there's more to it that they haven't fully divulged or that I don't remember was divulged um but basically because the mom was also a sleigh beggy now dad knew this dad knew uh mom was a sleigh beggy and could see these both cool fairies and some really creepy and dangerous fairies or fae um in fact one of them actually tried to basically eat chisei's arm now it became too much for chisei's mom and she essentially killed herself she jumped off of a balcony and that as you can imagine messed up chisei pretty bad she always felt like it was her fault and she was the problem because of this growing up she always had like essentially suicidal thoughts um not wanting to be here and a guy comes up to her and goes hey Instead of throwing your life away, why don't you give your life to someone who can make use of it? Yes, what he was basically saying is, why don't you sell yourself into essentially slavery? But he knew of her abilities. He knew she was special, that she was a slave beggy, which meant he could make a lot of money off of her in a specific clientele. Now, in this world, there is a difference between a mage and those who, um, alchemist. I was thinking of the wrong word. I was thinking of the wrong, uh, uh, fantasy world. And I was thinking a, uh, artificer, but that's, that's not right. It's an alchemist. So alchemists and mages are completely different. Mages, the simplest term or simplest way of explaining it or how I've had explained to me is alchemists use magic based off of science, whereas mages uses magic based off of nature and natural ability. Uh, alchemy uh, bends and twists the world of physics and how things are supposed to be, which is why it can be so dangerous. Whereas mages use the natural order of things. However, it can still be dangerous depending on how far you use your magic. It can harm you. Either way, that's essentially what this guy is. So he already knows what she is, knows the abilities that she has and the potential uh, she could, she has with being with another person of uh magical entities or magical uh uses this is where magnus comes in so our mr magnus i know that's not his name for some reason i'm blanking it but i'm pretty sure that's what they call him is basically magnus um comes in and he buys her for like two million dollars expensive but he comes in with an entrance he doesn't just be like you know i'm going to bid no he literally walks into the room with a covering over his face and horns sticking out comes up to the stage looks at her and says basically you're coming home with me you're mine breaking all the rules of the bidding by the way with any type of auction you don't do that and the guy kind of you know scolds him for this but knows he can't do anything because he is one of the last mages in the world making him one of the most powerful. So no one's going to cross him. Elias, that's his name. Not Magnus, Elias. I was close. Uh, his name is Elias. And he basically takes Chisei home. And the first thing he does is takes the chains off of her and basically tells her that he is going to train her to also be a mage. That he does not, he's, she's not going to be a slave. She is a family member in this house. And that he will take care of her and he's going to train her in how to use magic because he knows she, he, she has the potential to do so. Now you can imagine Chisei does not know how to deal with all this. One, there's this basically dude with, who's magic who, by the way, under his face covering isn't a face, but a skeleton. And by skeleton, it's very similar to a cow skull. 
So yeah, she's sitting here going, oh, you have no face, yet you walk like a human, yet you're a skull, and you're a mage. Cool, and I'm going to be your family member. Awesome. I don't know about you, I'd be terrified. I'd look at him and probably pass out and be like, nope, <laughs> just I'm just going to go back there and, you know, get eaten by a dragon or something. I don't know, whatever. But when she looks around, she notices, because he had teleported them, that this doesn't look anything like Japan. They're actually on the outskirts of London. So this is where some of the European uh, touches come in. Throughout the series, they, they bring in different folklore. And the fairies, or fae, are part of them. So her first night there, you know, she's dealing with her, her, her own stuff kind of thing. And uh, trying to figure out what really is going on with her life. She's sleeping in her bed and these, these uh, fairies essentially come through her window. And they're sassy little things. And by fairies, I'm not talking humanoid looking things with, you know, cute little wings on their back. No. These fairies are very similar to... Hmm. It's the best way to describe them. I would say like aliens with bird wings. Like a couple of them, their arms are actually their wings. And they have talons for toes. But they have more of a humanoid like alien looking face. It's an interesting concept. It's really cool, though. And going through, you know, trying to take her to the forest, saying, basically, let's take you to, you know, the world of the fairies. You won't have to deal with, you know, magic head, blah, blah, blah. And she says, stops. And she goes, you may not like him. Is like, but Elias is the first person to call me family. The first person to accept me in and want to take care of me and want me around. I'm not going to just throw that all away on the possibility of running to a supposed magic realm. Unbeknownst to her, he had essentially followed her into the forest. He already knew what was going on and comes up behind her, calls her, you know, says that, you know, it's good to know that his puppy is loyal, which, you know, that kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit, but, you know, whatever. Uh, basically tells the fairies to get lost and everything and leave Chise alone. And as he scoops her up to take her back uh, to their little cottage, he basically lets known that he didn't just buy her to train her to be a mage, but he also has every intent to one day make her his bride. So, all right. So there was multiple intent in his buying of her. Now, I will say, yes, it did make me kind of uncomfy because she's like 14, 15, and he's like ancient. So that's creepy. But at the same time, this is Japan anime that we got to remember. And it is not, or Japanese anime, and it's not uncommon for uh, other cultures to marry younger. It's really not. Uh, a lot of European countries used to do it. Uh, the average age in most countries is, of marriage is usually 18 now. But there's still a few of them that actually marry a bit younger. Now, whether you agree or disagree on the, you know, morality or whatever, that that's beside the point. This is about a book, Okay. Books are completely different, as I've said in other series and books. Books are fictitious worlds, therefore we do not have to agree with the world that they are in and the rules that we they follow. It is a fictitious world, gotta keep it separate. Now, when I said that there was like English lore in it, as you go through the manga and everything, there's a few times where Tatiana, or Titania, however you want you pronounce, I think it's actually Titania, and Oberon show up. Now, if you know anything about uh, different fairy lore, Titania and Oberon are Celtic. They are the king and queens of the fairies. 
They are the Gaelic king and queens of all fairies. And they happen to come through and showing their respects. You know, they bow and everything and they talk and blah, blah, blah. And just different uh, notes in that. There's also one time where they come through and Titania is actually pregnant with her daughter. And it's really cute to see. But there's different different things that they bring in from Celtic lore that is really kind of cool. There's a lot of different fae out there that's um, Nordic, that's German, that's Gaelic, that's a bunch of different things. That is Slavic. Uh, Baba Yaga is Russian. Um, don't say that three times in a mirror. You'll be in trouble. Um, the different... The Brexa, the Brexa, which is a type of vampire. If you've watched The Witcher, that is an actual lore. That is actual lore in uh, different uh, Norse areas is the Brexa, which is a type of vampire. Um, the uh, Oberon, the, what is it? Um, 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 not Sirens, the other, Banshees. Banshees are Scottish. They're the uh, singers of death. Where they essentially, when someone's about to die, they scream. And that's them taking, like, relieving the soul from the body, essentially. It, there's there's a bunch of different notes in there, which is actually pretty cool um, to see. I love seeing one culture, when in their writing styles, bring in other cultures. Not just as acceptance, but just to, like, sew it into their story. That's really cool, guys. And we have many different places that have awesome different lore and different uh, mythologies and everything. So to see them interwoven into stories is pretty awesome. We all know the, you know, myth, or not the myth, uh, but the Greek and Roman mythos of Zeus and Hades and everything. It's actually kind of overdone. Um, so to see other mythos and other things like that is really, really kind of cool. Um so it is definitely a highly recommended uh manga as well as an anime um this anime in my thoughts actually followed the manga pretty well they're actually still continuing it because they stopped after a little bit while and they restarted it so i think it's season three two or three that will be actually coming out here i think this next year which is pretty awesome if you're like me, I like to see my pictures move. So as much as I like manga and will read through the manga, I like to see it redone on the screen because then I can picture how it truly went. So I like it when they do stuff like that. If you're like me and you like that when it comes to manga, uh, definitely watch it. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. That's that's where I watch it at least. Um, there's a few other places. It is not on Funimation. Funimation is uh, merging with Crunchyroll, though, so almost everything on Funimation will be on Crunchyroll here shortly. Um, but it is it is a really good manga, and there's a lot of stuff that happens, a lot of trials, a lot of things that Chisei has to go through, and a lot of communication that her and Elias have to work through, especially if she's going to eventually become his bride. Um, and part of that is her fault. Part of that is Elias's fault because you will find later that Elias isn't necessarily human in any way. And so, which makes it kind of a more of a weird factor, but super cool. Um, this series is classified as a dark fantasy, supernatural mystery type of series. There is a total of, actually, I'm not 100% sure on this because I saw two different things. There's anywhere between 15 to 17 books. I think there's 15 books in the main manga series. And then there's two more uh, called Ancient Magnus uh, Bride, Yarns of Gold and Yarns of Silver. So I think they're a little bit separate from the main story. 
Those ones I have not actually read. These did come out in 2014 or started uh, being pushed out in 2014. Uh, the author is Kora Yamazaki. She does have a couple of other uh, mangas out, one being Frau Fast. I did not write down the other one because I knew I would butcher it because it, I couldn't find an English translation for it. Uh, and it's like three really big Japanese words and I was not going to completely destroy the Japanese language. So you get to look that up for yourself and see if you're interested in this author's other works. So that's going to be it for today, guys. I do have a lot more coming. I know I keep saying that because it is true. Um, I do have stuff waiting in the wings that I'm going to be pushing out so that way I can have it reset for every week to every other week for you guys so that way you're not waiting. Um, and if I, if I can't do any, I will post an update like I did this last time to let you guys know what's going on, what's being crazy and everything like that. So have a wonderful, wonderful week, guys. And thank you again for listening to my podcast. And I hope this brings you on to your next adventure. Have a good one, guys.